the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Shootings. Senator John Barrasso of Wyoming told reporters Friday that passing new restrictions could infringe on the constitutional rights of law-abiding gun buyers. He also has his doubts that the new law would really solve the problem of mass shootings. Nor does he think that such a bill would fare much better in the Senate than similar ones have done in the past. Some GOP senators and the president are showing signs they would support tougher background checks. Bob Agnew reporting. The FBI and the Justice Department's Inspector General's Office will investigate how Jeffrey Epstein died in an apparent suicide yesterday, while the probe into sexual abuse allegations against the well-connected financier remains ongoing. Epstein is accused of orchestrating a sex trafficking ring. This is SRN News. These are the official rules for all contests on Salem Media Group and Common Ground Broadcasting Radio Stations in the Twin Cities. Collectively, Salem TC. From time to time, Salem TC will conduct contests. No purchase necessary to enter or win. If for any reason a prize is not available, a substitute prize may be offered. Winners will be limited to one prize every 30 days. Winners of a major prize will be limited to one every 365 days. A major prize is any prize with a value of more than $1,000. Participants and winners must be U.S. residents, and winner is responsible for any and all taxes. For a list of full contest rules, see this station's website for details. Just past 1 o'clock on this Sunday afternoon in the Twin Cities. Let's look at your forecast from the Great Plains Windows and Doors Weather Center. we got mostly cloudy skies today and a high of 80 degrees. And the best and longest-running conservative talk show in the Twin Cities is right here on The Patriot. Join Mitch Berg and Brad Carlson of the Northern Alliance Radio Network every Saturday and Sunday afternoon at 1 p.m. because each week the NARM brings you the best in local, political, and conservative talk. Speaking of the NARM, the Brad Carlson Show gets started right now here on The Patriot. The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. Stand by for the Northern Alliance Radio Network. And go launch sequence. Engineering. Go flight. Master control. Go flight. Studio engineer. Go flight. We are go for launch in T-3, 2, 1. The Northern Alliance Radio Network is on the air. Live and local from the AM 1280 The Patriot Studios in Egan, here is the closer, Brad Carlson. AM 1280 The Patriot. It is the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Back with another edition of the broadcast we like to call The Closer. That's me, Brad Carlson. Thanks as always for tuning into our show. You can check out my blog at bradcarlson.org. And we are here to take your phone calls at 651-289-4488. If you'd like to weigh in via Twitter, feel free to do so. Just use hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show. Hashtag NarnShow for any comments or questions regarding today's show content. And as always, we appreciate you uh, tuning in. A lot to get to from this past week. It's amazing when I listen to the top of the hour news just before the broadcast comes on. It's like, have these people been reading my show prep? Uh, they referenced a interview with Wyoming Senator uh, John Barrasso, Republican, uh, expressing concerns about uh, the uh, Republicans, some Republicans uh, signaling that they'd be willing to look into some red flag laws in the aftermath of last week's uh, mass shootings, and uh, yeah, that's a, that's something we're going to definitely talk about today, and talk a lot about the aftermath uh, this first hour. Anyhow, uh, we did now. We, last Sunday, we did cover uh, the El Paso, Texas, and Dayton, Ohio shootings. I think as of right now, twenty-two have died as a result of a uh, shooter uh, who went down to El Paso, and apparently, his manifesto signaled that he was uh, decrying the infiltration of uh, illegal immigration uh, into this country. And naturally, because that was one of President Trump's biggest campaign issues, is is uh, stemming the tide of illegal immigration, naturally the fingers are pointed at Trump. And then, of course, the Dayton, Ohio uh, shooter, again, none of these shooters will be named on this broadcast. I, you know, if, if other radio hosts on these airwaves want to call out the names of the shooters, 
name their names. That's fine. That's their prerogative. It's not happening on this on this broadcast. So I'll just throw that out there right now. But the Dayton, Ohio shooter ended up killing nine people, and it was later ascertained that he was more left of center politically, was a big uh, supporter of Elizabeth Warren, liked Elizabeth Warren, a.k.a. Focahontas. But funny how that shooting isn't getting, near, getting nearly the play as, as El Paso. Now, I get that there was more atrocities in El Paso, a little more than twice the atrocities, but nine people killed by some kook in Dayton, Ohio, that, that's not worthy of continuing to follow up upon. And this is the and therein lies a lot of the problem that we see after uh, these shootings is immediately we go into finger pointing mode. And again, you you may think that I, I'm just subscribing to my own biases here, and, and that's fine. Feel free to call me and tell me I'm wrong, 651-289-4488. But the left is always the first right out of the gate to politicize these things. In fact, I'm convinced that some uh, leftists on Twitter already have their pre-programming, pre-programmed chanting points ready to launch out there on Twitter or whatever other social media sites they use, uh, blaming the NRA, blaming congressional Republicans for not doing more, and showing fits of rage when people offer thoughts and prayers on behalf of those who lost loved ones or those who were injured in these uh, shootings. It seems like we don't have any time anymore to memorialize the victims of these events. Never. No, never. And that's sad to me. Yeah, it is. That should be the main point. It shouldn't be about anything that, I mean, of course, like when these kind of things happen, you hope that it will lead to legislation to prevent these kind of things that, 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 that so these things don't happen. But still, we, we don't take a second anymore just to, you know, take it all in and take it in the fact that these innocent people lost their lives. We have to go on to the next thing immediately, and that's sad. What bothers me about that more than anything is, well, thoughts and prayers, uh, they don't, you know, people, the, the popular meme people like to do uh, on social media sites is they have you know, a little screen that says thoughts and prayers, and they right. draw an X through thoughts and prayers oh. and then write policy and change. And what I would say to that is, well, first of all, that's a straw man. To say that gun rights advocates are only relying upon thoughts and prayers to stem the tide of these shootings is a straw man. Right. No one is saying that thoughts and prayers are a substitute for substantive action. We as Christians believe faith without works is dead. That's a very ten, uh, one of the tenets of our beliefs. It's it, you can have all the faith in the world, but if you're not putting any works behind it, then then it's useless. Okay, but guess what? The exact opposite is also true. If all you're doing is relying on your own human abilities to try to solve an issue, I got news for you: it ain't going to work because human beings are fallible. Mm-hmm. So this idea that chiding thoughts and prayers, but hey, let's put all our faith in Congress to make the right policies to stop these things. Hmm. Uh, I'll I'll be charitable. It's foolish. Mm -hmm. It's foolish to say that. So my point is, when people say thoughts and prayers to those who have lost loved ones, as well as those who were injured, let's hope they can survive some very uh, uh, serious wounds that they've suffered, what have you. It's not to say that it's taking place as legislation. It's like, look, we can't make decisions using pure emotion. That doesn't work. And I got to tell you that saying we need this law, that law, while the bodies are literally, and I do mean literally, not even cold, the dead bodies, that's irresponsible. Mm-hmm. It is. And when gun rights advocates are asked, okay, uh, you know, say, say they entertain some of these people. All right, you say that we should have tougher laws to stop these uh, stop gun violence. Um, what 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 laws would you suggest would stop these? And if they even most of them don't even give examples, they just come back with, "Why do you you know why do you value guns more than children?" You know mm-hmm. things like that. Yeah, they don't give examples. But in the in the rare occasion that they do, and you point out the flaw in your logic, then it goes to, "Why do you care about guns more than children?" I mean, you can't get past chanting points with these people, and. The point is, is if you take a while for the investigation to play out, you would see, okay, uh, the Walmart was a gun-free zone, all right? 
there are already laws in place where people don't carry guns. Well, okay, uh, guess what? Criminals who are intent on harming others with guns uh, aren't, going to, aren't going to subscribe to those laws. All right, well, we need tougher back, we need background checks. Well, there are already background checks in place, and this shooter passed a background check. Well, you know, we, uh, you, you know, they, they just run out of chanting points, and then they say they still claim the moral high ground, all right? And, you know, like Jason just alluded to, uh, we don't get a chance to mourn the lost anymore. And that's such an insulting and horrible thing for family members, survivors to have to endure, for their loved ones who were killed in, with senseless violence to have to hear their family members being used as political pawns. It's disgusting. And unfortunately, gun rights ad, ad, advocates are are, uh, lay, are lumped into that. Well, really, we're responding to our character being impugned. When you, when you tell people who are big advocates of the Second Amendment that they care more about their guns than their family, that's insulting. And we're not just going to let that fly by. Uh, was that a complaint, by the way? No, it was not. Okay. Always, you know, and always, uh, I see you take a phone call and it's, uh, and you have a long discussion and then they don't want to go on the air. Is that a complaint? But, uh, okay. Well, I digress. So, th- so that's the reason why gun rights activists will come out and show how your policies don't work. It's not like it's because we're cold blooded or we're heartless. We just want to be sure that constitutional rights are protected and to pass laws that undermine constitutional rights and yet will do nothing to curb gun violence. How is that productive? That, that doesn't make any sense. And you hear this from some people too. They say, well, we just, let's just try something. We've never tried anything. Let's just try something, you know, and if it doesn't work, oh, well, I mean, they don't say, oh, if it doesn't work, oh, well, but that's the attitude they give up. Well, we, we just should try something. Well, again, when you are suggesting laws that are already in place or suggesting something that isn't enforceable and isn't practical, okay, then you have to understand you're going to get pushback. And I think Noah Rothman said it beautifully. He was responding to uh, uh, Tide Potavita, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, giving some sort of impassioned uh, speech a House committee hitting back, I believe, at a member of uh, Immigration uh, Customs Enforcement, ICE, an ICE representative. And Nor Rothman said, uh, passion is not an adequate substitute for cogency. Okay? And, and this, is, this is where we've come in our political debate, is, you know, how, how effectively you can destroy somebody. Well, uh, just yelling at somebody with passion doesn't mean that you have any moral high ground. It doesn't mean that you have an effective argument against that person's objective uh, objections to your cumbersome laws, okay, to your intrusive laws, and, and this is this is what we're we're trying to balance here. It's like as as gun rights activists, we know all too well the dangers of guns getting in the hands of wrong people of the wrong people, and we're all about stopping that as much if not more than anybody. But there has to be a balance. There absolutely has to be a balance with protecting constitutional rights. All right? And again, I've said on this program many times before, and, and I always clarify, I don't mean to be flip about it, but short of some sort of Tom Cruise minority report type of scenario, you're, you're just not going to prevent these sorts of things. And we saw just this past week, I believe it was in Southern California, someone killed four people, well, with, with, with a knife, okay? That would qualify as a spree killing, okay? So the point is that someone who is evil and wants to bring harm onto others is going to figure out a way, okay? You, you, take, you, you, you take guns away, all right? Well, first of all, there's several, there's tens of millions of guns in circulation. No way, even if, even if you get, recruit all of law enforcement and military going door to door to try to get the guns. It's not going to happen. And secondly, many members of law enforcement in the military take serious their duty of protecting the public from all enemies, foreign and domestic. 
Okay? So they're not going to go take law-abiding citizens' guns. It's not happening. So you're not... But... So you're not getting all the guns. So short of that, yes, how do we keep them from getting in the hands of wrong people? Well, the solution isn't taking them from law-abiding. That's for certain. And when we come back, we'll talk a little bit more about some of the legislation that's been banding about, bandied about uh, by Congress, members of Congress, President of the United States himself. And we'll take your phone call, 651-289-4488. You can also weigh in via Twitter, hashtag NarnShow, hashtag N-A-R-N Show. Brad Carlson, The Closer, coming back with another segment on the broadcast. Go nowhere. It's time for the Narn Report. At a recent meeting among far-left Debt Roots Nation, Massachusetts Congresswoman Ayanna Presley said this to aspiring office holders, quote, If you're not prepared to come to the table and represent that voice, don't come, because we don't need any more brown faces that don't want to be a brown voice. We don't need black faces that don't want to be a black voice. We don't need Muslims that don't want to be a Muslim voice. We don't need queers that don't want to be a queer voice. If you're worried about being marginalized and stereotyped, please don't even show up because we need you to represent that voice, close quote. The insinuation is clear. If you fit one of those identities, you need to subscribe to progressive politics. This proves once again the left is willing to celebrate your identity if and only if you share their worldview. But in no sane or rational world is that the definition of progress. I'm Brad Carlson. Join the conversation Saturday and Sunday afternoons from 1 to 3 here on AM 1280. The Patriot. If you have cracked teeth, missing teeth, or old, wobbly dentures, you've probably thought about getting dental implants. But when you checked around, you discovered that many places charge a lot of money. $4,000, $5,000, $6,000 a tooth. Well, it's time for you to check out ImplantMiracle.com, the local dental office where top-quality, long-lasting dental implants cost as low as $2,499 a tooth, including the implant abutment and crown, plus your consultation with the dentist is free. Standard x-rays are free and we offer very convenient financing. Why do we call it Implant Miracle? Because with implants as low as $24.99 and other places charging so much more, some people say that being able to get affordable dental implants is a miracle. For more information on how you can save money on dental implants and get a beautiful new smile that you can actually afford, see our website, ImplantMiracle.com. That's ImplantMiracle.com. I'm Jan Mark Hill, helping you understand the times. They have removed God. The majority party in the House of Representatives has deleted God from as many official congressional proceedings as possible, including swearing in witnesses. The left is determined to create one nation that is godless. They don't even want people sworn in by an oath in the name of God. They don't like the phrase, one nation under God. Would they prefer one nation under Satan? Leftists want government to be God, and they cannot comprehend that the God they deny has blessed America and made it a shining city on a hill. Now they want to extinguish that light and make it a dark and foreboding place similar to any godless banana republic. May God have mercy on America, for millions still serve Him and honor Him in this great nation. For more information, listen to our weekend program on this station or anytime at olivetreeviews.org. Come on! Welcome back, Cam Twelve Eighty, the Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network. It's me, Brad Carlson. Thanks as always for tuning in. Six five one two eight nine four four eight eight is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter hashtag Narn Show hashtag N A R N Show for any comments or questions. And as always, we thank you for tuning in to our various Northern Alliance Radio Network programs. Again, you can hear my friend and colleague, King Banyan, on our sister station, AM 1440, The Businessman. It's the King Banyan Show, Saturdays from 9 to 11 a.m. And my friend and colleague, Mitch Berg, on these very airwaves, AM 1280, The Patriot. He is the headliner edition, heard Saturdays, 1 to 3 p.m. I am in the closer, closing out weekends, Sundays, 1 to 3. Uh, continuing our discussion, the aftermath of the shootings that took place last Saturday in El Paso, Texas, and Dayton, Ohio. One of the issues that has been bandied about is red flag laws. 
some of the things that these shooters had conveyed previously, I believe it was the Dayton, Ohio shooter, kept a list while he was in high school, a, uh, a rape list of young ladies he'd like to rape or students he'd like to kill, something like that. Okay, if that is something that is being put out there, then okay, is that a red flag? Yeah, I'd say it is. And so what this, the, the thing is, how do you approach that? You know, do you immediately suspend his constitutional right to carry a firearm? Is if he's of age, of course. Right. You know, uh, I don't know what the laws in are, are in Ohio. I know some states have already taken the initiative to raise the age to 21 to procure certain kinds of firearms. You know, and some may say, well, that's an infringement on rights too, because at 18 you're a legal adult, and then you're saying, well, you can't buy, you can't exercise your constitutional right until you're 21. All right, you know. That that's a whole nother road. I get that, but you know what? What would if you, if if someone were to report this, then would he go under evaluation before it's determined he couldn't buy or buy a firearm? Because again, if his right to buy a firearm wasn't suspended, and he was still allowed to, you know, purchase purchase one, you know, and he committed these atrocities, then obviously there there'd be. Uh, there'd be hell to pay, so to speak. So Dana Lash, who is a spokesperson for the National Rifle Association, she put together a terrific thread on Twitter this past week because, you know, she heard a lot of discussions about red flag laws. But there's been some signaling from Republicans that they're willing to entertain these. And the concern is that it's targeting specifically someone who might be suffering from some sort of mental illness and their their theory is well we don't want someone who's mentally ill to own a firearm but the problem is is due process being served is someone being properly evaluated by a health professional and that health professional says yeah in my opinion here's here are my findings and then based on those findings a, a, a judge can say well yes we're going to rule that they're unfit to be able to possess a firearm based on the opinion of a medical professional. Okay, that's that's someone getting their their day in court, so to speak, as long as they have a representative to speak on their on their behalf, speak in their defense. So again, Dana Lash uh, put together a terrific thread. Uh, a lot of discussion regarding red flag laws, a short thread here, done in good faith, explaining how this proposal looks to those nervous about due process. Uh, there are many questions about this. Who can petition for... Uh, a, a, a risk a, a risk protection order or a red flag. It varies state by state. Are there protections for abuse? I haven't seen any. I haven't seen any in the legislative proposals I've read. It takes months, perhaps years, to years even to clear one's name if falsely accused. If the penalty of confiscation is given before any evaluation or a court date, which is typical with these proposals. Does this seem like an inversion of innocent until proven guilty to anyone? And if so, does it concern you? Uh, yeah, it concerns me. And yeah, it does seem like an inversion of innocent until proven guilty. So, uh, Regardless your perspective on it, there are many concerned about corruption in law and laws enforcement and failures within the justice system. How does what I've detailed help that situation since there is no protection against abuse? Say a, a risk protection or an ex, uh, risk protection order, red flag order is served on someone presumably mentally unwell to the point of being a danger to themselves or others. Does removing the weapon solve the issue? There are no mental health provisions in any proposal that I've read. Presumably, warrants must be obtained to in order to serve the red flag risk protection order. Are there any concerns for Fourth Amendment protections? Uh, how do red flag laws provide protections that our current processes do not? Civil commitments, TROs, etc. Beyond removing due process, many do not understand what isn't offered with our current legal options. There are absolutely solutions for this awfulness. I just hope people such as the lawmakers floating these ideas are really considering everything here. And I hope people understand the reservations others have without malice. Well, that seems to be kind of optimistic there, Dana, because when people say, well, what about due process? 
And then they say, well, why do you love your guns more than children? I mean, you can't have a rational discussion with people like that. And I've brought it up on this show numerous times. I'm going to continue to bring it up as much as I have to. 2016, in the aftermath of the Pulse nightclub shooting summer that summer, where it was a gay nightclub, where 50-plus people were killed, 50-plus more were injured. And one of the proposals bandied about by Democrats was that anybody that's on a no-fly list or a terrorist watch list, boom, right away, don't even that don't even consider selling them a firearm. Well, wait a minute. People who are on these lists, in fact, it's a very flawed process how these people wound up on these lists. I remember Ted Kennedy. For all say what you want about Ted Kennedy when he was alive, but does he does he seem like a, a terrorist or someone that shouldn't be allowed to fly? I mean, these are two different lists, the terrorist watch list and the no fly list. And I forget which list he was on, but he wound up on one of these lists. Okay? It was a very flawed process. There was a member of Congress, okay? Insert your own joke here about members of Congress, but in all seriousness, a member of Congress who had no criminal record wound up on these lists. And there's no way to adjudicate yourself off of these lists. So you're going to remove somebody's constitutional right because they wind up on a list they have no way of getting off of and they have no idea how they wound up on that? How in the world is that constitutional? And so when Republicans push back with those very points, then you get Senators Chris Murphy of Connecticut and, and Elizabeth Focahontas Warren of Massachusetts coming out and saying, well, look at that. Republicans, they want to sell, they want to sell guns to people who are on terrorist watch lists. It's just as, they might as well sell guns to ISIS. You can't reason with people like that. Do you think the response from politicians both on the left and right would be different if these shootings took place not during campaign season? Uh yeah, I hear. I, I guess I'd have to go back and look at the at the rhetoric, but it it seems pretty consistent um, from left and right. Mm-hmm. You know, from pro gun, anti gun, uh, regardless of of the election season. Um, so I don't know. I mm-hmm. I'm really getting a lot of. I mean, I'm sure we'd that, we'd hear all the same chanting points that we would after any of these kind of events do take place. But I don't know. They just seemed a little bit more amplified. That probably also had to do with the fact that Trump went and visited Dayton and El Paso as well. And I know that kind of caused an uproar with a lot of people, too. And, of course, he came. And, and he, the, the key point is, is that um, because the El Paso shooter gave off this vibe of white supremacy because he didn't like immigrants coming into this country. So he drove from, I think he was from the Dallas area all the way down to El Paso you know, far south Texas, where there are probably a lot of people of Hispanic descent, all right? And obviously, because Trump is being chided as a a white supremacist, then he, you know, President Trump has to come out and condemn it, and he did. And it's almost as if, well, that's not good enough. You know, I mean... It never will be. Trump Trump is not the type of person, for, for better or worse, who's going to be shamed into doing something. But the fact that he did come out and, and, and condemn it, this, as he called it, this uh, sinister ideology, sinister worldview, however he phrased it, was the right thing to do regardless, regardless if people believed it was sincere or not. It was the right thing to do. And, you know, I, I've, I've expressed my frustration with that in the past, why he just doesn't come outright and, and condemn someone like a David Duke, who was a supporter of his campaign. You know, it, it shouldn't be all that difficult to come out and say, I don't want your support. You know, if that's the kind of thing you think my administration is going to bring to the table, then you might as well turn around and go go home, go back where you came from. <laughs> mm-hmm, right. He should have said that to David Duke. I think that would have been more acceptable to say that to someone like David Duke, right? And my again, I, people I think uh, try to overanalyze Trump's mindset. It's really no more complicated than he'll allot somebody or uplift somebody that's supportive of him and his campaign, and he'll hit back at somebody that he calls disloyal. You're that, either with that's him not, or against that's him. That's not nice to him. It's it's really no more complicated than that. Okay, and I, I know I'm going down a different path here, but my point is is that he came out and did the right thing and condemned white supremacy. But how the, And then he comes out and says, okay, we need to maybe look at some red flag laws, and I think there's an appetite for, for stronger background checks. But again, uh, you know, the, the, the false assumption is that Second Amendment advocates are against these things. Well, they're not as long as constitutional rights are protected. 
And that should really be a concern of all Americans. I don't care what ideology you subscribe to. If our civil liberties are being stripped away because of these new laws, that's a problem. And if your mindset is, well, it's not going to affect me, so I don't care. Well, then you're part of the problem. I'm sorry. You just are. So, again, this the tweet the storm that I read by, by Dana Lash brought up some real legitimate concerns. And Republicans who are entertaining these laws, there's nothing wrong with considering these laws that are being proposed, but are you taking into consideration how civil liberties are being uh, protected? That's the concern that we all have. We all should have. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter, hashtag NarnShow, hashtag N-A-R-N Show. Brad Carlson, The Closer, coming back with another segment on the broadcast. Go nowhere. Does your office need a little TLC? Do you notice your bathrooms are a bit smelly? Are the surfaces in your break room a little sticky? And isn't that the same coffee spill on the floor and chili splatter in the microwave from weeks ago? If so, I've got the solution. Hi, I'm Tasha, owner of Forever Cleaning. We're family-owned and offer affordable, reliable office cleaning all over the Twin Cities metro area. So if your office is screaming for help, call me today. Let's get you scheduled for your free walkthrough so you can receive your free quote at 763-807-9817. If you mention this ad, you will receive 15% off your first month of service. Again, call 763-807-9817. Or you can visit my website at forevercleaning.com. That's the number four, evrcleaning.com. Remember, Forever Cleaning is so thorough, you'll wonder if your mom snuck in overnight and cleaned. Are you a member of our rewards program? Yeah, I had the card here somewhere. We've all been there, rustling around for a rewards card you can't seem to find. At AM 1280 The Patriot, we've simplified the process. All the perks, none of the hassle. It's the Freedom Fan Club, where you'll get early access to tickets, exclusive content, prizes, and more. Sign up at am1280thepatriot.com. Guys, waking up over and over to urinate is not okay. But now, you can reduce those nighttime bathroom trips with the ingredients in Super Beta Prostate P3 Advanced. We're talking about less urges to urinate at night, less bathroom trips during the day, and better bladder emptying. It's like taking three prostate supplements in one. You can try a full 30-day bottle of P3 Advanced, free. Just pay shipping and handling. No strings attached, no obligations, and no commitments to buy. This is a 30-day supply, absolutely free. Call 1-800-424-7126. Superbeta Prostate is the best-selling brand in major retailers like Walmart. But for this no-strings-attached free bottle, you must call now. Call 1-800-424-7126. Don't miss out on this unprecedented free offer. 1-800-424-7126. 1-800-424-7126. Join Gene Sullivan each week on Where You Live, where he takes on... Uh, Gene, who do you take on anyway? Maniacal landlords, slippery renters, overbearing HOA boards, demanding homeowners. Oh, and the legislative lunacy brought on by local politicians wanting to fix everything for us. It's a common sense perspective on the news and stories that affect you the most right where you live. Join Gene Sullivan every Saturday morning at 10 a.m. on AM 1280 The Patriot. Welcome back, Cam Twelve Eighty, the Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network. Back with another segment on the broadcast. It's me, Brad Carlson. Thanks as always for tuning in. Six five one two eight nine four four eight eight is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter. Hashtag Narn Show. Hashtag N A R N Show. We do have a caller on line one. Carol is calling in. Hi, Carol. You're on the Northern Actually, Alliance. Actually, Carol's right uh, not on the line with us. I have asked Carol many times to come on air with us. She, she hung up st- on us? No, she's just still a little bit nervous about oh, okay. calling, coming on air. But, Carol, look, we're, we're just having a conversation here. It's not that hard. But she is wondering about a rule that Obama had in place during his administration about not labeling 
underage mass shooters as killers because of the connotations that obviously come with uh, something like that. Like he just uh, apparently she was uh, um, that Obama had a rule that he didn't want these kids to face backlash from other students. He didn't want them to deal with the social ramifications of their terrible actions. So do you know of anything like that that uh, he imposed? No idea. No okay. idea. And, and if that if that's how Carol describes, I would say um, being labeled a killer is probably the least of his concerns. He because if he's sixteen or seventeen and he killed multiple people with a firearm, chances are he'd be tried as an adult, and he's not going to be interacting with a lot of kids. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, I, I have no idea about that. I apologize, okay. Carol. I'm not familiar with that. I uh, if she, if Carol would like to send us a link via our Northern Alliance Radio Network Facebook page with more information on it, I could certainly look at it. But I I, I dubious of that. I okay. Got to be honest. I have to. Uh, woefully ignorant of that, I, I suppose. But uh, continuing with the aftermath of the uh, El Paso, Texas, Dayton, Ohio shootings, we talked a lot about uh, legislation that's uh, proposed. And, you know, the best, I, I think the best at this is Brian Strasser and Rob Dorr, friends of the broadcast, and of course they're the leadership, in leadership of the Minnesota Gun Owners Caucus. And if you... Uh, they are con- they always engaged with gun grabbers and they're very civil, very polite and they always when they they always include a three-word phrase in everything when they engage with gun grabbers and that is please be specific. So when they say what are you proposing that would have prevented this tragedy? Please be specific. Or what do you believe could have been done to stop this particular shooting? Please be specific. Because that's what you have to have in this in this argument. You have to deal with rational facts. Now, it's easy to say because when people are senselessly killed with a firearm, yeah, that's a very emotional thing. And I'm not trying to say you need to be a robot about this. I'm not trying to say it at all. It is a very emotional thing. But that's why it's important to take a step back. You know, if, if praying is your thing, that's that's great. If praying is not your thing, but take time to just kind of maybe clear your head because responding with rage and emotion, it's not productive and nothing is going good is going to come out of that. Again, no, Noah Rothman, I think you should have this phrase uh, uh, engraved and in, in hung in a picture where it says uh, a cogency is not a good substitute for, or uh, excuse me, passion is not a good substitute for cogency. Okay. So, Again, that's that's what we're dealing with here. And here's the thing. Leftists say they want to have a conversation, but when they say we need to start having a conversation because this is reaching this is beyond crisis mode. We need to have a conversation. Well, what that's a euphemism for is you need to 100% capitulate to our desires regarding guns. That that's all it ends up being. And Trump again, you know, they point fingers at him for the shooter being set off because in the left's world, words, excuse me, conservative words are incitement. They're not willing to live up to that standard themselves. Okay. And one of the most galling reactions was from America's favorite septuagenarian communist, Bernie Sanders. When last Sunday morning, he put out a tweet saying, you know, Mr. President, stop your racist, hateful, anti-immigrant rhetoric. Y'all language creates a climate which emboldens violent extremists. Okay. Well, if that's a standard, Bernie, where rhetoric, hateful against whomever, and that creates a climate which emboldens violent extremists, then uh, you might want to kind of look in the mirror there, Bernie. Remember in just after President Trump was inaugurated in 2017, within a couple of months, President Trump, along with congressional Republicans, were working on a uh, the American Health Care Act, which was a, which was essentially uh, a replacement for Obamacare or a repeal of Obamacare. There was a lot of different legislation that, of course, was being tossed about, but it was looking to uh, reform health care, which under Obamacare was has become a disaster. And when the initial Amer- uh, American Health Care Act came out, Bernie Sanders was saying the Republican Health Care Act will kill millions of people. And guess what? Within a few weeks of that or a few months of that, 
you know, of June of 2017, a deranged Bernie bro, avowed Bernie supporter, shot at a bunch of Republicans, congressional Republicans, on a baseball field. Now, did Bernie's words incite him? No. I didn't blame Bernie Sanders for that, and it was despicable that anybody blamed him for that. However, if Bernie himself is going to use that as a standard, as his guiding light, where words embolden violent extremists, then he better take responsibility for the Bernie bro that shot up Republicans on their baseball field in 2017. Otherwise, have a seat, Gramps, because we aren't really interested in hearing about your full outrage here. So, again, this is another classic example where, quote-unquote, progressives set some sort of standard that they themselves are not willing to live up to. And that's what happens in the aftermath of these shootings, is they want a conversation. Okay, we're willing to have a conversation. And then it devolves into, why do you love your guns more than your children? You know, that, that, that's what it always devolves into. They, they cannot live up to the standards. Because when their passion is refuted, it's like, well, we need we need to we need to have more background checks. Well, the the shooters pass background checks. So what you're proposing is a already in place, or b wouldn't have prevented this the shooting. And here's the thing: the media is also complicit in this because they don't study firearms, whether it's laws or the type of guns. I mean, everything to them is an assault rifle, everything, and they talk about. Uh, banning certain, you know, like banning machine guns. And it's like, well, good news. Uh, Citizens haven't been able to purchase that type of weapon that you're talking about since 1986. It's been illegal. So good news. You know, that law is already in place. Okay? But yet they're allowed to just say this stuff unchallenged. And then they have on panelists who will say things unchallenged. But then they host a town hall meeting after the Parkland shooting in February of 2018 And Senator Marco Rubio was basically called a murderer by one of the students asking him a question. NRA spokesperson Dana Lash was threatened with violence from audience members and then was shouted down when she tried to point out to the sheriff, "Uh, Sheriff, what about your department? This shooter that killed all these students at Stoneman Douglas High School uh, had some legitimate red flags and your department was called and you never followed up upon him. What's up with that? But she got shouted down. They didn't want to hear that, okay? And Jake Tapper, who was moderating this this town hall, let their character be impugned. And yet he had the audacity last Sunday on his program, State of the Union on CNN, to call out Republicans and gun rights advocates for not coming on his show. Gee, why, why do you suppose that is, Jake? Is it because maybe they don't get a fair shot when they're trying to explain, give their side of the story and 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 that's disappointing because jake tapper in my opinion is one of the few fair journalists out there especially on cable news but when it comes to guns he drops the ball i'm sorry he does okay no he's not he's not totally irredeemable like his colleague chris cuomo on cnn all right but on this one total lack of self-awareness he let people he, he he didn't try to quiet down the crowd okay that was cat calling dana lash when she pointed out excuse me the deficiencies in the broward county sheriff's department saying uh sheriff israel now former sheriff israel but then sheriff israel uh all of these complaints were logged to your department about the shooter and nothing was done and yet you're blaming me a law-abiding gun owner for him opening fire on on these students when you could kind of see this building up. What's up with that? And the sheriff didn't take any responsibility, and Dana Lash was shouted down. The, the audience didn't want to hear it. Anything less than going out and, and getting guns, banning guns, whatever else, they didn't want to hear it. Okay? But yet Jake Tapper was allowed to let it happen. And some people say, well, it was just it was less than a week after the shooting. Of course they're going to be emotionally charged. Don't you think that's part of don't you think that's a problem too? is a very highly emotionally charged issue, and you're going to go ahead and throw thousands of people in an arena? How, how does that help with the healing process? That, I, I was always bothered by that, these young 16-, 17-year-old kids who in that one shooting 
experience something so horrific that many adults don't even come close to experiencing in their lifetime, and yet these kids experienced it at a very young age, how is that productive in the healing process? By throwing them on national television and using them as pawns for your gun-grabbing cause. Was it the kids' choice to go on TV, though? Well, themselves, I mean, they... I mean, they could have been coerced into doing it. I don't want to accuse anybody of doing that. I like to think that all these kids. Well, what are, if it, if it oh, was? If they if the, if it was their choice, that's fine and good. But if they're under age eighteen, the parents have every right to say, "Eh, sorry, you ain't happening." Fair point. And again, I'm not here to criticize parents either, because maybe the parents, in their mind, said, "You know what? Maybe it's maybe it, they need to get this out there, get get their thoughts out there, maybe vent a little bit," which is all fine and good. But guess what? There are uh, there there are prominent pro Second Amendment students like Kyle Kashuv and uh, I forget um, Meadow Pollock's brother. Meadow Pollock was one of the victims at Stoneman Douglas High School. I forget the young man's name. I think it's Tyler. Maybe I don't, it doesn't matter. Pro Second Amendment folks, but yeah, what? Well, guess what? They didn't get nearly the pub as as Emma Gonzalez or, or David Hogg. Why was that? That's a rhetorical question, of course. But my point is, is that you know if the parents think that that is productive, maybe let them get out there and, and vent and, 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 you know, speak their mind on this issue and, and let this and use this awful issue to, to make an impact on lawmakers. Okay. That, that all sounds kind of noble, but you know, you're the parents. Are your, do you feel like your kids are mentally equipped to handle that? If so, then Godspeed, Godspeed. So, I don't know. I, I I just I just think that it's gotten to the point where um, when we say let's have a discussion, you don't really want a discussion. You say you do, but unless we agree that uh, these firearms should be banned or or essentially constitutional rights should be undermined, then once again it just devolves into. I know I've said this phrase several times during this hour, and I'm going to keep saying it, but this is what some of these people think: you love your guns more than your children. Uh, to which I would say, no, I love my children more than my guns. That's why I have a gun. Just saying. Okay. So um, once again, I, I don't know if anything will, will will come out of this. There have been some very uh, well thought out uh, solutions brought forth by the folks of Minnesota Gun Owners Caucus, of which I'm a member. And that's why I am a member, because I trust the leadership to get out there and very patiently convey their 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 thought process on this and and i'll i'll we'll, i know we need to go to a break but i'll just end with this uh, rob door who's the political director of the minnesota gun owners caucus he went on a, he was invited to come on a television program last sunday less than 24 hours after these mass shootings and there was some jerk on twitter i won't mention his name because he's not worth mentioning that chided rob for that how dare you in just less than 24 hours and these people are still mourning, and you have the audacity to go out there and, and tout your pro-gun shops. It's like, damned if you do, damned if you don't. You know? I mean, first of all, Republicans and gun rights activists are cowardly for not coming on these panel discussions on these Sunday shows. But then when someone is invited to come on to explain their worldview, and they do, it's how dare you. You know? So you can't win in this situation. But you know what? Kudos to Brian Strasser and kudos to Rob Dorr, both friends of mine, both in leadership of the Minnesota Gun Owners Caucus for going out there and with an incredible amount of dignity, more than I've got, uh, explaining their their viewpoints. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter, hashtag NarnShow, hashtag N-A-R-N Show. Brad Carlson, The Closer, coming up with one final segment this hour. Go nowhere. Cry every night. AM 1280, The Patriot. Your first year of Christian school is half price through TwinCitiesTuitions.com. If you see public school as a negative influence on your child's faith, it's time to make a change. To find out more about our half price Christian school tuition program, visit TwinCitiesTuitions.com. Baseball season is in full swing. It's a good thing Matt secured his denture with Super Polygrip. Now he can enjoy the snacks as much as the game. Polygrip. It's that time of year when the family meets up. Hi, come on. Get together, guys. Family photo. It's a good thing Jack cleans his denture with Polydent so he can enjoy the whole day with confidence. Polydent. 
We can all agree that a good education benefits students, their family, and society as a whole. Education shapes your child into the person they will become. Join your local hosts, Rebecca Hagstrom and Mark Durkin, as they explore how to get the best education for your child while ensuring that the values you're teaching at home are being respected. From cursive to curriculum and everything in between, school is now in session. Education Nation, Saturdays at 6 p.m. on AM 1280, The Patriot. Social Security is with you through life's journey from birth to retirement. As your life changes year to year, so do your needs. For over 80 years, Social Security has helped to meet your needs and is committed to improving access to the services that make a difference in your life. Today, you can verify your earnings, estimate your future benefits, apply for retirement, manage your benefits, and even change your address, all from the comfort of your home. Social Security's online services help put you in control with secure access to your information anytime, anywhere, allowing you to spend more time with family, friends, or simply just enjoying the day. Social Security, securing today and tomorrow. See what you can do online at socialsecurity.gov. Produced at U.S. taxpayer expense. Get that Rack Shack attack, Rack Shack barbecue. To do you right, we take time for a barbecue flavor that will blow your mind. Get that Rack Shack attack, oh, Rack Shack barbecue. Make fresh daily cater to you. Homemade sauces, secret rubs too. It's America's food and the right thing to do. Get that Rack Shack attack, Rack Shack barbecue. It's Bucks for Books at Lucky Stations. Come into our store, spend $5 or more on any item, mention AM 1280 The Patriot, and get a $5 Office Depot gift card. What could be better? Bucks for Books. Visit LuckyStations.com or your neighborhood store. There she was, just walking down the street singing. Welcome back to AM 1280 The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network. Back with one final segment this hour, wrapping up our discussion of the uh, aftermath of the uh, mass shootings that took place last Saturday, 22 dead in El Paso, Texas, nine killed in Dayton, Ohio, obviously by two separate gunmen, um, one that was uh, exuded some uh, white supremacist notions, the one in El Paso, and the other seemed to be uh, far left. Uh, was a uh, sound more, uh, like was a big supporter of Elizabeth Warren for president. But guess uh, which shooting is seeming to get more press? <laughs> you know, again, don't want to dim- don't want to uh, act like I'm taking this lightly or d- diminish the seriousness of it. But uh, that's kind of where we are in in today's uh, in in today's culture. Now, I do have I. I did kind of have some reactions in the in the immediate aftermath. Um, Matt, uh, part of the resistance to to President Trump is they're pretty much going to hit back at anything uh, that he says or decries. Uh, by the way, is Joe Apple Valley didn't want to hang on or what? Uh, no, but he uh, didn't hear back in the first segment of the show when you're talking about the uh, garlic festival um, um, killings, unfortunately. Oh, he, sure. just, he just didn't hear that part, so he was wondering if we could talk about that for a little bit, but I mentioned him that we brought it up for a segment. Actually, I didn't, but uh, the the one in Gilroy, the car- garlic fest. But oh, uh, okay. um, but I apologize, Joe. We won't have time to get to it, uh, but this particular segment. But uh, I... I, I bringing up because the resistance they they oppose everything Trump does, and he he unequivocally denounced white supremacy that was conveyed by uh, the shooter in El Paso. Um, you know, it's not going to be enough to placate the critics who chide him, who, who chide Trump himself as a white supremacist. But like I said, it was the right thing to do. And also, the one thing I didn't mention: the president even indicated he'd be open to utilizing the death penalty uh, for those who commit these types of mass murders. So. He's going to turn these progressives into pro-lifers yet, isn't he? I, I mean, think about it. Uh, but another thing, what happened in Dayton and El Paso over the last weekend is standard fare for the city of Chicago, uh, particularly last weekend in Chicago. There was 59 people who were shot, seven fatally. And that's just in one weekend in Chicago. 
So what happened in Dayton and El Paso, something that is the fatalities there, you that's probably a good four to six weeks worth in, in Chicago. Okay? Now, why isn't that brought up more often? That's a rhetorical question, but I'll answer it anyways. Uh, number one, you know, I've said it before, that the media, uh, the folks who run elite media in this country, uh, their kids don't look like the young victims who are killed in Chicago. You can ascertain from that what you will. And secondly, Chicago has some of the most strict draconian gun laws in the country. So that flies in the face of of leftist narratives, because if you point out all the gun violence that's taking place in Chicago, it's like, well, wait a minute. A lot of the gun solutions, the gun policy you're calling for across the country is already in place in Chicago. Doesn't work there. Why is that? They would be forced to answer with that, and that requires, you know, some nuance, which, again, in our soundbite culture, a lot of media outlets aren't willing to engage in. Uh, You might also notice that the elected officials and political candidates who most loudly decry calls for thoughts and prayers after spree killing are often the same folks who send out fundraising emails exploiting the tragedy, looking at you, Focahannis, Elizabeth Warren. So I'm sorry. Uh, if if thoughts and prayers are passe, you're just going to have to get over it because I'm always going to take some time to offer thoughts and prayers on behalf of those who lost loved ones in these awful atrocities. Now, is it going to stop there? No. As I said at the outset, faith without works is dead. Right? But the exact opposite is also true, is that just relying on your works is great, but if you're doing so without any faith behind it, I got news for you. It's probably not going to be very productive. It, again, I, I just, I, I, it just floors me how people who are ridicule, who ridicule thoughts and prayers, it's like so handing it over to a bunch of fallible human beings in a corrupt institution like Congress. Not everybody's corrupt, but there's enough in there to make you suspicious. That's somehow going to solve this issue. So, uh, I'll just say that if if that's your mindset, that thoughts and prayers, you know, draw an X through it, policy and change. If that's your mindset, uh, I got to tell you, I, I I question your worldview. May not be, you may not think it's my right to do that, but you know, feel free to give me a call. Tell me, tell tell me how I'm wrong, ladies and gentlemen. That wraps up hour number one. Hour number two coming up in mere moments, right here, AM twelve eighty, the Patriot Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson, back with uh, a few more stories uh, from this past week. Oh, there's some dandies. You won't won't want to miss these. Go nowhere. Open all the doors and let you out into the world. Closing time. Are you the expert in your industry? Do others in the community come to you for help in your line of business? There's an affordable way to position you and your company as the authority. I'm Mike Murphy, sales leader for AM1280 The Patriot and Salem Media Twin Cities. Let us help you bring your brand to life with your very own radio show and podcast. You know your business, and we know how to build an effective and engaging audio program with both on-air and online distribution. You will grow your business by enhancing your credibility and branding yourself as the go-to specialist in your field, positioning you above your competitors. Let's work together to make you the expert that Twin Cities residents turn to for information in your field. Contact me, Mike Murphy, to talk about bringing your brand to life with your very own radio program. If you love radio as much as we do, why don't you join us by having your own show? Just go to am1280thepatriot.com and click on Host Your Own Program. If you have cracked teeth, missing teeth, or old, wobbly dentures, you've probably thought about getting dental implants. But when you checked around, you discovered that many places charge a lot of money, $4,000, $5,000, $6,000 a tooth. Well, it's time for you to check out ImplantMiracle.com, the local dental office where top-quality, long-lasting dental implants cost as low as $2,499 a tooth, including the implant abutment and crown, plus your consultation with the dentist is free. Standard x-rays are free and we offer very convenient financing. Why do we call it Implant Miracle? Because with implants as low as $24.99 and other places charging so much more, some people say that being able to get affordable dental implants is a miracle. For more information on how
how you can save money on dental implants and get a beautiful new smile that you can actually afford, see our website, ImplantMiracle.com. That's ImplantMiracle.com. Hi, my name is Lily. My mom and dad used to fight about money all the time. Then one day, I heard them talking about this guy, some uncle I never knew, called Uncle Sam. Well, they say this Uncle Sam guy wanted them to pay him, like, a gazillion dollars. And they didn't have a gazillion dollars. So they called this company they heard on the radio called The Tax Doctor. And The Tax Doctor worked with Uncle Sam's people. I think they're called the IRS. And they're able to work it out so my mom and dad didn't have to pay Uncle Sam very much money at all. So now mom and dad are happy, and I'm happy too. Thanks, tax doctor. If you owe $10,000 or more to the IRS or state, call now and pay less. 800-918-7169. 800-918-7169. That's 800-918-7169. AM 1280, the page. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.